Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. For this spooky spot, we're going to be talking about the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right, so for this lovely history, so it was a former prison. That's why it's a penitentiary. That's a fancy word for prison, y'all. Okay, some of us don't like big words, as we have experienced in previous episodes. But mm-hmm. It's fine. We can speak English sometimes. Words so are hard. <laughs> I don't know the ABCs very well, but... A, B, C, F, G, H, 2, 1, 2, A, B... <laughs> Let's go, you. <laughs> okay. So, in, in 1776, Wall Street Jail was built to help with the overcrowded jail, which is the started off as the penitentiary. In 1780, a 16-cell penitentiary was built in the jail to conduct a day-and-night solitary experiment. In 1821, the Pennsylvania legislature approves funding to begin building the Eastern State Penitentiary, which would help hold more than 250 inmates at once. Wow. Which is a lot. Yeah. Four architects submitted their designs for the prison, and John, it's not his last name. (laughs) John, enter last name here. (laughs) John won the contest, but his rival architect, William, was put in charge to oversee the construction, which, and then there is a plot twist in there, William was later fired and John was then put in charge to oversee <laughs> the construction. What? That's so dumb. So yeah. he won the contest. His arch nemesis was put in charge of, you know, executing his dream plans. And then they're yeah. like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. And yeah. so they were like, mm, actually, we'll just fire this guy and have you do it. Which yeah. is how we should have done it in the first place. I, I don't know how that worked, but whatever. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. And then in 1829, a law passed making solitary confinement legal and stated that crime is a result of the environment. Mm, okay, 1829. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you, but... The, the logic behind that did not make any sense, but we'll go with it. You know what? It was 1829, or 100 years, 200 years later, it'll be fine. That's great. We fixed it. We, we somewhat mm, mild, mild, mildly. Mm, our mildly. prison system's fixed yet. Okay, mm. like um, not smidge. to get not to get political, smidge but fixed. I think I'm you know mm. it's there. <laughs> it's there. It's there. <laughs> Plans at this time are almost complete to prohibit all contact between the prisoners. 
No high fives? No. No nothing. No high fives in the hallway? Not even not even blinks in the hallway. Oh no, no eye blinks. contact? <laughs> no blinks. Oh my god. No blinks. So this was part of the controversial movement, an attempt to truly change its prisoners that was a thought at the time for prisoners to find God and really find like some kind of regret in mm. their heart. It was the Quakers. Yeah, it was the Quakers. And this idea Dem was actually Quakers. invented in Ben Franklin's house. Oh, great. So the best Quaker. Yeah. Benjamin Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin so, Franklin. Yeah, this was at his house. This meeting happened there, and that's how this came about. Yeah, that same meeting happened while he tied a key to uh, a kite and was flying it out his window. And they're like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing that for? And yeah. Ben was like, don't you worry your pretty little head about it while we talk about prisons. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I so, promise I'm breaking no laws. <laughs> uh, wink, wink. Benjamin Franklin did, in fact, break a lot of laws. <laughs> privilege. Right. Not white privilege. Right privilege. <laughs> cough. <laughs> white privilege. <laughs> now I'm actually coughing. <laughs> Those fake coughs sound awfully real. Well, I don't have COVID, I promise. Yikes. You know, Two weeks is, pay? Um, <laughs> it is getting, you know, around the, the season of allergies um seasonality um seasonal of my nasal canals um <laughs> season. I love season season of uh the seasonality it. of me um getting a little sicky but i feel fine i'm great 10 out of 10 don't worry about it honey don't worry about it sweetheart don't I'm worry like about it 10 out of 10 worrying about it <laughs> along okay. with this next one great so this was the world's first true penitentiary who's uh, what i was talking about before whose goal was to cause regret in the hearts of its prisoners no rag rats they made they made them tattoo no regrets across their chest no No on their ab no No regrets no regrets or no rag rats (laughs) rag rats and this is with the whole blink blink thing masks were made to prevent inmates from communicating on the rare occasion that they had to leave their cells. They even had their own exercise yards to prevent this as well. Wow, and I'm so glad that now they have studies showing, like, solitary confinement is not great for mental health. Mm. Who knew? And also, probably back in 1829, mental health was probably the number one cause for crime. Yeah, (laughs) so what was... I talked to you. This episode is not sponsored by BetterHelp. <laughs> so I was talking to you yesterday mm-hmm. about that this was actually brought up on Ghost Adventures. Oh, yeah. Ghost um, Adventures. Shout out shout Zach Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> so he was saying that a lot of them probably had mental problems yeah. and then throwing them in solitary confinement was not the best solution. Yeah. No. And not at all. No, and, and you'll see it. They're hauntings, but they're not at the same time. Like you can see where this prison really got a lot of its, like, w- it just got its intentions and how it was known. Yeah, which is insane. But and then on October twenty ninth, the prison opened up for its first prisoner, Charles w- Williams, prisoner number one. He was charged for burglary and sentenced to two labor, two years with labor. Oh my gosh! 
Yeah. Just for burglary? What did he mm. steal? The Declaration of Independence? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> was the Declaration even signed yet? It was signed in 1776. Oh, and this is 1829. It's so fresh. That ink's still drying. <laughs> is it, though? Is it? He's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Okay. Okay. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, Charles Williams. Prisoner number uno. Okay, but you know this just, like, triggered me? Do you remember Codenade Kids Next Door? And it's like, yes. number one, number two. This is how, This is what I'm imagining right now. <laughs> oh, mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> Treehouse, actually a penitentiary. <laughs> Whoa now. Whoa. So then in 1831, work finished on block three, the last single block. Then construction was started on blocks four through seven to help accommodate the overflow of people that were convicted. And in 1832, an inmate attempted to escape by lowering themselves to the ground. How? Is there any more information on that? Not really, other than the fact... I mean, I guess it was 1832. Yeah, I I don't know, other than that he got caught. So he did did the whole, like, tie the bed sheets thing. Pretty much, yeah. Wow, okay, cool. And so he That's what I'm picturing in my head. Yeah, that's what I was picturing, too, because there wasn't a whole lot of information. Other than he got caught and then later escaped in the same manner. <laughs> he was like, fooled me once, shame on yeah. you. Fooled me twice, shame and, on and me. They, they didn't catch him the second time. Great. So, escapee on the loose. It's like, how? Man on the run. Man on the run. <laughs> You're just going to start singing every, every, song, episode. every episode. You know what? Then we'll like make a compilation at the end of this season with like, like the classics from Debbie. <laughs> oh, great. no. All right. So he, so, he did it again yeah, and so escaped. He, and okay. escaped. And then in 34, there were investigations done to the prison regarding the prison's finances as well as the punishments. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which we will find out later some of those little Who knew? punishments. <laughs> For-profit prisons. Yeah. Great. Yikes. My major yikes. Mm-hmm. So in 36, the original prison completed and covered 11 acres. The cost of the building was 780000 Wow, and, that was a lot back in the day. Yeah, and it's considered one of the most expensive projects in the u.s regarding wow. prisons that's crazy so that Man. was big big one yikes and then getting in some of the fun facts it is one of the oldest maximum maximum security english again big <laughs> words <laughs> security penitentiary big words struggle yeah and then it held mostly people for rape or murder. 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 They're trying to get red that. rum. Yeah, they're trying to get that red rum. Mm-hmm. Uh, about seventy-five people, seventy-five thousand people went through these prison doors, and it's one of the world's most haunted prisons. Tis it is. Uh, opened more than one hundred eighty years ago, and is known for its architecture and its strict 
discipline. It had central heat as well as running water before the White House. Wow. That's kind of nice. You know, solitary. You know, maybe it was more like a condo experience. Just, I mean. I I doubt it. (laughs) I did see that they, even taking showers, they still had to have the hoods on. Oh. Well, (laughs) your hair is never going to be clean. (laughs) But, you know. Yeah. And two of their most notable inmates are Al Capone and Slick Willie Sun. Which I think... This was the first prison that Al Capone went to before being transferred to Alcatraz. Oh, yeah. So everybody knows that he was at Alcatraz, but this is like that stop right before it. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, cool in the sense of you think Al Capone is cool. Yeah. I mean. He committed a lot of crime. (laughs) I think he's one of those. It's like, oh, he he has to be like one of the coolest. 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 But also like, like criminal that. You could have. Ooh, we could do an episode with Al- about Al Capone. Well, I did want to do an episode about Alcatraz. Ooh. So stay tuned for maybe that stay one. Stay tuned. Hint, hint, Ooh. hint, hint. Um, and then there are two officers murdered by inmates. Um, one was killed by uh, one was killed by hitting the officer with part of a sewing machine, um, because he was convinced that the officers were trying to poison him. So, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so, this is where, when I was watching Ghost Adventures, so this is season two. Mm-hmm. And so, of that, and a, they got into some pretty interesting stuff about that one. Ooh. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, And it said that prisoners would push officers over the railings because of the way set w- it was set up. There was a narrow pathway, and there was, like, a giant rectangle right in the middle. So prisoners, if they stuck their arm out, could touch the officer. So if they if the officer is walking past, they, they, could, were, like push them hard they can literally push them hard enough into, for them to fall over the railing. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. And mo- uh, many illnesses were known to have killed the inmates, the most common tuberculosis we've already talked about tuberculosis too many times twice twice this makes the third now triple 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 tuberculosis we got triple tuberculosis oh no no. um and dozens died serving life sentences um which really wasn't a thing until the 20th century so like a life sentence back then like wasn't Mm -hmm. like they were just in there and they were just expected kind of to die yeah so yeah, there Which was is no real sentencing. No, you sh- if you got put in, like, even a penitentiary, you're expected to just expected to be there forever. Be there. And so they didn't start s- giving life sentences until the mm-hmm. uh, 1900s. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, there was a lot of suicides. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been documentations of prisoner deaths. From as early as the 1830s. Mm-hmm. And of course, Ghost Adventures Season 2, Episode 6 was the exact number. Mm-hmm. And then this is, I don't know if you want to read this one, but this one's where it gets in this last one. Excuse me, ma'am. That was me. Sorry. Um, this so is that and how they would treat the prisoners, this yeah. last one. 
Um, and this is just one of the ways that they would like treat the prisoners. Um, so as we said, there was central heat and air and running water. Um, so there was actually a water bath um, in which inmates were dunked and then hung up on the wall in the winter so that the ice would form over their skin, freezing them. So they would literally be dunked and hung out um, in below freezing temperatures um, just so that the ice would form crystals on their skin and crystallization. Um, there was also the mad chair, uh, which bound an inmate so tightly that circulation was cut off, um, which obviously required amputation because um, back then they didn't have this good modern medicine yeah. but they would literally like cut off the circulation to like your arm or your leg so far that it would literally die that they just have to cut it off and they would just have that to cut it off um which is of course why they end up being looked into and then one of the other uh you know <laughs> torture things they were known for was the iron gag, um, in which an inmate's hands were tied behind the back and they strapped an iron collar in their mouth. That's, if you think about it, those are horrific ways to Mm -hmm. die in any way. And so as you can tell, just that in itself brings a lot of the hauntings and Mm -hmm. the, what what was going on and that reputation that it gained just from stuff like that. Yeah, and that reputation within itself, as well as all of the negative energies and all mm-hmm. the terrible things that happened there, it's now known as <laughs> one of the most haunted places. Yeah, and what when I was watching Ghost Adventures, it was he Zach was saying that it was one of the most haunted prisons in the world, even to this day. Well, yeah, and if you look at inhumanity it, happened yeah. here. Yeah, and to think that all this stuff happened and. Yeah, a lot of these people are in there for breaking the law, and it's like that doesn't mean that you, this is the stuff that they needed to go through. It's like, great, they're serving life sentences. That's that's bad enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, and now that we've talked about all the history and a little bit of some of the stuff that's happened there, um, I'm going to talk about some of the hauntings. Um, so which is going to be probably more a little bit more um, general general history, yeah, general history like statements, but yeah, things that actually happened. And again, all of these are like actual stories that have happened, and there's document like actually documentation Mm -hmm. showing that these people were there, um, and that these tragedies really did happen. Um, so one of like the most common things is obviously going in and just feeling overwhelming sadness and grief. Um, and I think that really ties in with, you know, <laughs> the Quakers whole reason for building this penitentiary yeah. and their mission to make people feel guilty and remorseful. Yeah. Um, and when you create a space like this, <laughs> there's just it's, no way not to feel remorseful. Yeah, no, it's that constant and it's mm-hmm. contributes to like a whole cell block, though, is mm-hmm. when uh, and Watching this episode of Ghost Adventures, a lady had said that she was in there with a group of people. And so she just kind of, like, everybody in that mm-hmm. group, as she said, like, it was like six, seven people. Yeah. Just felt this overwhelming sadness w- mixed in with this, like, cold air. Like, wow. the atmosphere changed. Yeah. And they all just felt depressed and sad, and they felt like they needed to get out of there to 
feel better and more mentally themselves. Yeah, and one of the worst cell blocks is cell block four. So mm-hmm. cell block four, four is the most notable for the, those overwhelming feelings. Um, and it's actually said, like I've heard that if you're on the third floor, you can like hear sounds and hear yelling or like uh, hear sobbing on the fourth floor. So like mm-hmm. if you're right on the third floor, you on the third block, you can hear it from the fourth block. Um, and then once you get up there, there's nothing, but you just have this, like, sense of sadness and yeah. just overwhelming emotions. And when you think about it, like we had talked about earlier, was that cell blocks four through seven mm-hmm. were one of the newer ones. Yeah, those are built in 1832. Mm-hmm. Whereas, or started in 1831. Yeah, whereas the, completed around there. Yeah, one through three were, like, older, comparatively speaking. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you had 16 cells in the 80s that, which I'm assuming would be probably cell block one. Mm-hmm. So you had 16 that were in, from the 1780s. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on from there. But those are the newer ones. Yeah, and the ghost stories from the prison have dated back all the way to the, uh, like, back to the 1940s. Like, so mm-hmm. it was still actively, like, people were still going in and out of there. So they're... There are people that have reported stories. Like, we have documentation dating back to 1940 of some of the mm-hmm. hauntings that have happened there. Which is insane. If you think about it, that's mostly the prisoners mm-hmm. and the people that work there. Yeah. That we're reporting that. Yeah, and then um, one of the most notable is visitors have reported seeing the ghost of Joseph Taylor, um, who actually murdered another inmate named Michael Duran back in 1884. Um, he then, he carried out the murder, and it's reported that he just quietly entered his cell and then went to sleep. So he literally murdered somebody, just went back to his cell, went to sleep, and it's said that you can see his ghost wandering the halls to this day. That's that's kind of scary. And so people often think that he's looking for his next his next victim. Yikes! So thanks. Don't want to be in there. Yeah. And then um, one of the other ghostly encounters was uh, witnessed by a locksmith that was actually there. Um, he was uh, doing some restoration work in cell block four, which, as we said earlier, is one of the mm-hmm. most haunted cell blocks. Um, and he was trying to remove a hundred and forty year old lock from a cell door with a massive force overcame him and he was unable to move um and so that kind of reminds me how like we talked where like the guard Mm -hmm. would walk you know be trying to walk by the cell and they push him over Mm -hmm. the edge so i just imagine he's like trying to get this lock undone and he just feels something like grab him through the bars which is scary honestly just knowing that no thanks and uh, so whatever was locked in that room for 140 Mm -hmm. years wanted to stay in that room yeah um and this locksmith um was not going to be able to do it so he was unable to move um it was also believed that once the lock was removed um a gateway opened that then allowed the spirits um that were caught behind the door to finally escape and leave that room um so they literally were trapped in there and it said i mean like all the bars are mostly made of iron and mm-hmm. iron yes. is actually said to keep ghosts in uh, in um in and keep out. people in and keep ghosts yeah. out or people out um so it's very interesting that um that once he got that unlocked it was mm-hmm. game over yeah and the locksmith actually states that he saw faces appear on the cell wall and they swirled down towards him so he literally went into the cell, he removed the lock, he felt this force over him, and then he looked up into the corner of the cell and saw a face, and it came down at him. 
no, no, no. No, no, no. Um, so that's one of the, like, those are the two, like, big things that have been, like, actually documented and reported. Um, and then as for, of course, you know, this was a prison, so it was mixed gender. Mm-hmm. Um, so women were housed in cell block two um, for nearly over 100 years. Uh, in 1923, Freda Frost was convicted of poisoning her husband, and she was the first female inmate. Uh, and she was sorry; she was she became the last female inmate to leave the prison. Um, and I can imagine that back then, uh, divorce did not exist. Yeah. So, <laughs> which I'm not saying poison your husbands, no. but <laughs> no, but that is not the way to go. Um, but yeah, um, so that was back in 1923. Um, and she was the very last female to actually leave there before it was then, you know, shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, prisoners often spent about 23 hours a day in their cells, um, which, you know, again, was completely confined, had no access to anything, could not even look at other people. Um, and then with only about two, like, half-hour exercise breaks. Um, and then every two weeks, they were taken from their cells to bathe. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, they were mm-hmm. literally forced to wear their hoods while they were showering. So, like, they couldn't even see where they were going or catch a glimpse of another inmate. They couldn't wash their hair. They couldn't even, like, it's I mean, I, I guess, the I don't know if the water was getting in their eyes because the hood would keep it, but I assume they could not see their body. Um, that's terrifying honestly. which is you know it's but. like sensory deprivation where they like put you in like the tanks or whatever and mm-hmm. you like can't feel anything or whatever you can't see anything and it's like all pitch black i just mm-hmm. imagine that's how it's like i mean like or uh i mean like nowadays when we're in the shower like do you ever like close your eyes and you're like oh god where is what's that? happening like i'm so scared or like you get soap in your eyes for a second you're like ah <laughs> i'm gonna get murdered in my own shower um thanks scream <laughs> um but, I mean, I can only imagine how discombobulating this is and how, you know, rough it is. And, I mean, like, you're not a person, like, at yeah. this point. Like, they're literally making you wear a hood when you're in the shower. That's, I'm sorry. And the thing that you never really saw the inside of that prison either. Oh, yeah. Outside of your cell. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you saw. And then if the prisoners were caught speaking, they were then punished immediately. And as we mentioned earlier, their punishments mm-hmm. were incomprehensible and inhumane um what what's the law is like no strange and unusual punishment or whatever yeah and then um some were often left in the dark cell and only fed bread and water bread and water some were left in like a dark cell and only fed bread and water while others were actually confined to a straight jacket and then gagged with that iron gag um so it's just crazy to think about how like like, I feel like they had no justification for crime. Like, no, there was no Hammurabi code. There was no eye for eye. This mm. was just, like, generalized trauma and tragic incidents that humans did to other humans. And I can't even imagine, if you think about it, these these people are in jail. Mm-hmm. Or One for burglary. Burglary for two years and treat it like this. Mm-hmm. And yet, those are the some of the exact things that they got put in for. Yeah, and now and that, literally the people that are working there are doing worse yeah. things. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of it's like wh- what are we doing, mm-hmm. especially in that time period? That oh, let's just put somebody in a penitentiary for solitary confinement for the rest of their life. But yep. it's 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 okay for us to do the, basically <laughs> the same. They're thing. They're gonna find God. It'll be fine. Like 
I'm sorry, Ben Franklin, but that I'm was sorry, not... Ben Franklin, but this ain't cool. No, I'm not your brightest. Benny moment. boy, I'm gonna have some words with you. <laughs> not your brightest moment. Not your brightest moment. Um, maybe your brightest moment was when you got zapped with lightning, um, with your kite out the window. But let's hope maybe you that... got a little brain damage then too, right? I was gonna say, I really hope that this was before the lightning, <laughs> but it really sounds like it was. After. It really sounds like it was after. Maybe you already had a little trauma there. <laughs> And sir, how many brain cells did you already kill? Um, but yeah, so that's that's all of the crazy stuff that happened with the Eastern State Penitentiary. Yeah. So definitely different kind of episode for this one. Yeah, that seemed very sad. <laughs> it was. I mean, not a whole lot of like jumps or yeah. s- like terrifying. No, no jump scares. No, like no. a lot of it is just like how tragic it was. And I mean, like, I always yeah. say that you can go in, like, predisposed to, like, feeling mm-hmm. things. I mean, especially if you know that what has happened in the space, then you're going to yeah. obviously feel a certain way towards yeah. it. Yeah, and I feel like this is one of those perfect setups and mm-hmm. scenes that going into it, knowing all this information, it's like, oh, God, what are we going to get our, ourselves yeah. into? And being pre-exposed to that kind mm-hmm. of knowledge is... Like, oh, God, what what are we going to do? And Walking. then feeling that desperation mm-hmm. of the human spirit, you know. Yeah. And thinking that in some way it may not be broken. And through the existence of, you know, the mm-hmm. idea that their ghost is still there, it's like both maybe they they can survive on mm-hmm. through memory, um, but also the fact that they but may not have survived the actual yeah. incident. And what's even scarier about this is that they had two doors not one, but two. So they had the typical gate, mm-hmm. and then they had a sliding door, like a sliding wooden door mm-hmm. to block that. Oh, my gosh. So initially they were, like, and that that was to help with that solitary confinement. Wow. This like, was solitary confinement. Yeah. And I imagine that the people that work there also are haunted to this day. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, the yeah. people that work there, I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure most of them are dead by now. I mean... They themselves. 1800s, I would hope yeah. they were. Well, dead. until the early 1900s, you know, cause before they officially shut down. So, you know, I'm pretty sure they're all dead, but I, I imagine they themselves had some hauntings follow them. Uh, I can't imagine that they wouldn't, but, I mean, to think that it, it just was there, and it's like, dude, why are you going to? Yeah. Why? And now this place is confined. Don't go here. I mean, they do tours, right? I believe so, but I also think that it's just kind of like sitting there. I know yeah. that the city owns it. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those nobody demolished it, so it's just kind of hanging out there. It's but just a reminder of our dark past. Yeah. I mean, that's kind. Of, if you think about it, that's how Alcatraz is. Like yeah. it's there, but nobody goes to it. It's not in use yeah. anymore. It's just kind of a sitting rock at this point. Yeah. Both literally and metaphorically. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that was it for this episode. Um, Hope you guys got something out of it. Be sure you don't end up in solitary confinement. Don't go to jail. Don't poison your husbands. (laughs) Bye. 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 You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.